Shut up and sit down. Ladies and gentlemen. Could you not move the microphone? <laughs> he just told you not sorry. to touch it. It's absent-minded. Oh, I don't even, my like, God. Think about it. Ugh. I'm going to go all Arthur on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to touch it. <laughs> and then he punches DW and becomes a meme. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is... <laughs> Would it, would, it, would it have started any differently? Who knows? It's the 100th episode. Woo! Two-year anniversary. Two-year anniversary. Technically, we're a little bit past the two-year mark, but we're at 100 fucking mother episodes. I feel like I'm 100. The Benjamins. We are at the Benjamins. That's me. This is the Benjamin episode. Hey. <laughs> we have a special treat. For all of our listeners tonight in the studio, uh, we have the members, the whole crew. You've got Michael. You've got Ben. Grant. I thought you were introducing us. I thought us. You, you, yeah. it was, it was the, like okay. you were introducing us. I was kind of gesturing to you to introduce yourself. So that's all right. We've got, mm. we've got Ben. You were kind of doing that the it entire was like you were, time you were talking, so nothing Fair. Really it looked like you were fair. trying to remember our names, honestly. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, well, I know. It's Which, Ben. It's Grant. To and be that's fair, Sky we have on the pretty line. complicated names, mm. so... Polysyllabic. <laughs> Cogliostro. Uh, excuse the freeform intro, uh, because we're actually going to be doing a fun little radio play tonight. A dramatic reading. <laughs> <laughs> a dramatic retelling. So, two years ago... Of our favorite characters. Yes. Uh, I want to say... When was, I, when was this first recorded? Um, winter break two years ago. Well, I remember yeah. our first episode was Guardians of the Galaxy, and that came out in the first week of January. I'm I remember mm. that. Uh, but this episode, episode nine, technically, came out at least nine weeks after that. So that would be early March. Interested listeners can just look this up on iTunes. Also true. Uh, so yeah. we're pretty close to the two-year mark of this episode of the first episode, Iron Man 3, where everybody was here. That's the first episode, because before that, it was just myself and Skylar, and then occasionally we would have a science guest, the first being Shimo, and then Grant came on for an episode or two, I think just one. Two. Well... Before. They came out in different order, so I guess this was the second one I was on. Okay. Because we recorded Dark Knight Rises and The Wolverine before uh, we recorded this one. That's correct. But Dark Knight Rises came out after this one. That is correct. Back when I was ahead of my recording schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Ahead of his time. <laughs> and that has changed. But this was the first episode Ben came onto the show. And, of course, Grant was here as well, one of our most regular guests if not part-time panel member. So what we're going to do for you tonight on this 100th episode, this two-year anniversary eve, is reread every single transcribed line for the first 30, 30 minutes of Iron Man 3. As I have taken hours to rewrite everything said to the best of my ability, spelling things phonetically when possible, for accuracy, a lot of years. You you really you really get to 
see my Minnesotan accent. <laughs> <laughs> when you write it down, it just becomes so apparent. And we are not going to be rereading as ourselves. No, that would be too easy. That would be foolish, childish, and boring. No, we are doing role reversals. Tonight, Ben will be doing the starring role (laughs) of Michael. Michael will, of course, be reciprocating that by doing Ben's parts. (laughs) Phrasing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he got it. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Skylar and Grant are switching places as well. Yes, as of course would make sense. So, without further ado, this is going to be a shit show, gang. Get ready. Let's trigger up the old intro. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Movie Club. We do comic book movie talk from modern to old, where it began, the final project, and its future. We cover everything about the movies, budget, themes, music, source books, and hell, even the science. I'm your host, James Schuyler Houtsma. And I'm Michael Maurer. And I'm Grant Austin. And I'm Ben. We have our science people with us today. We have our music person with us today, and we have our comic book person here with us today. That's me. And today we're going to be talking about (laughs) Iron Man 3, no subtitle, just the third installment. I feel like that's a trend that's just going to go away now. Yeah. Everything's everything's going to have no more numbers. No more numbers, just subtitles. Just subtitles. Well... Everybody's here and there on whether or not that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's get some first opinions. Uh, Let's start. Let's go clockwise around the table. We'll start with Grant. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was definitely better than the second one, but not as good as the first one. Uh, The first Iron Man movie is still my favorite, but overall, I thought it was really good. Keeping it brief. Yeah. Hit me with it, Ben. I I liked it too. Um, did did you just call me bearded Ben? No, hit me with it, Ben. Oh, okay. You you can be bearded Ben. Cause I haven't had a beard. That's fine. I I haven't had a beard in years. You're not calling that a beard. It's <sighs> that's very much a beard. You know what? I'm gonna shave eventually. But I I liked Iron Man three. I liked it a lot more in theaters. But stands to reason. Uh, and yeah, I thought it was, it was entertaining and the plot was, was good. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Professional movie writer. What would you say? All right. When pressed, I usually tell people that Iron Man three is my favorite of the three. I really enjoyed how it kind of dabbled in other genres like tech thriller, mystery, all that. I do enjoy how they gave Tony Stark kind of a little more heft this time around with his anxiety problems and the action was pretty badass so yeah all right iron man 3 again i also might say it is my favorite of the three trilogy (laughs) of the trilogy oh of the i don't know when to say these and those correctly my okay 
<clears throat> there will be small asides. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> you will understand. Okay, I'm going to try that line again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Iron Man 3 again. I also might say it is my favorite of the trilogy of the trilogy so far. <laughs> yeah, all right. Iron Man 3 again. <laughs> I also might say it is my favorite of the trilogy so far. I mean, it's just it's just got a lot of fun things going for it. I think Iron Man 3 and 1 were very different made films, so it's really hard to really compare the two. But anyway, what really counts sometimes, let's talk money, guys. Skylar, lay it on me. How much did this movie cost to make? All right. Iron Man 3 came in with a a price of $200 million on the nose, which... Pretty average. Typical Hollywood average nowadays. It's average. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing? You guys are too on point. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Go! Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's average, considering that Robert Downey Jr. was paid 50 for his role in The Avengers. I'm guessing they kind of skimped him this time around, but can only speculate on that. Hee <laughs> hee, we weren't in that room. <laughs> no, of course not. But it, uh, what it earned was quite a bit more. In that end-of-the-year domestic gross, $409 million. Dang. <laughs> That's money made in the U.S., kids. <laughs> Oh yeah, and elsewhere in the world, eight hundred and six million. So double it, which comes to a worldwide gross. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> that was on purpose. That was on purpose. That was definitely on purpose. The old world ride. Uh, a world. <laughs> a worldwide gross of one billion two hundred and ten million. Which, pretty dang close to what the Avengers brought in, which, you know, when you look back at the other two Iron Man movies bringing in about $600 million total worldwide, mm. that's a pretty hefty. Coming off the momentum of successful Avengers was. <laughs> Hold on. Coming off the momentum of success. How successful? Perhaps I might have taken three to six hours to transcribe this and missed one to 18 words. Okay. Coming off the momentum of how successful Avengers was, to relativize it, this is the second most profitable film, both domestically and foreign, of the year 2013. (laughs) I I don't know how to... That's uh, tongue, tisk. tongue, roof of your mouth. Yeah, see, Skyler's got it. He knows what it is. You're, you're doing more of a hiss, like tss, tss. yeah. Whatever, tisk. It only came in uh, second in the U.S. to Hunger Games: Catching Fire, I believe, and second worldwide to Frozen, which I don't think anybody saw it as being as huge. Gangbusters. Good juggernaut of a Disney film. Oh, yes. That being said, it is still the sixth high, overall highest grossing film of all time, not counting inflation. Ta-da! <laughs> what did you expect? This... <laughs> There's a chuckles in background that was nailed perfectly. <laughs> Bravo, Skyler. Yes. The series that started this whole Marvel thing. Yes. Hit the third one and... We're still good. Exactly. We haven't hit a uh, Spider-Man 3 cataclysm yet. No. 
where we have to reboot Iron Man. But anyway, the the story of Iron Man 3 is largely based on a 2006 comic book, a six-issue story arc called Extremis by the talented writer Warren Ellis, and deals with Tony trying to weaponize the Iron Man suit to the point where it's not... He controls it directly through its his brain, so it works a lot faster. And that's what the Extremis is. Because originally, it's a bio thingy that rehacks your 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 healing process it's pseudoscience it's in a comic book guys let's let's what i do recall a very like grungy section of this comic where people go into like these disgusting cocoons yes and then come out and i'm really thankful they didn't go that route yeah it's supposed to be that your body just envelopes itself in scar tissue while your entire just insides are reworked and rehashed so that they can be a biological weapon. And the first person that takes it is a terrorist and gets super strength, super speed, super durability, and can breathe fire, and that's cool. And then Tony redoes the working on how it works and is able to control the <laughs> Iron Man suit with his mind, essentially giving him superpowers, because it eventually develops into something in much more later comics what he can do through his mind with technology. But uh, but the new characters that are brought up in Iron Man 3 are phenomenal uh, in that just in the amount of this movie, the, it was filled with Easter eggs of characters that were just kind of throwaways. You can do it. It's a monologue. Because <laughs> you're not going to recognize Iron Man characters because no one reads Iron Man comic books except for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And and you have Happy Hogan referencing Bambi at one point, an old secretary of Iron Man. Um, you have the first guy to blow up who takes the scene at the Chinatown theater area. Uh, the historic Chinese theater. Yes, yes. Um, that's Jack Taggart. He's the alter ego of an Iron Man villain called Firepower. But then he dies. And you also have Ellen Brandt, one of the three female extremist agents involved in the Tennessee shootout. And she's actually the wife of a different Marvel character called man thing. (laughs) Sorry. I don't think they touched on that at all, but it's so weird that they're just looping back these characters in odd finagling ways. And finally you have Savin, who is the, the bald cocky dude who is just kind of Aldrich Killian's right hand man. And he's completely different in the comic books, not even related to extremists at all. Is it extremis? Extremis? Extremis. They call it ec- extremis? Okay, I <laughs> I just pronounced it extremis when I read it, so uh, excuse me if I say that a lot. Extremis, stremis, stremis, A, A, what? A. What is this? Umbrella. Ella. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Thank you. Mm, oh, boy. Someone understands me. It's my favorite song ever written. <laughs> <laughs> Right up there with Get Down by B44. (laughs) (laughs) This is an aside, but I completely forgot about that song. (laughs) Fuck that song. You talked about it for the first eight episodes. I know, I know. Uh, So what was I talking? Oh, Savin. He's a guy called Coldblood, 90s character, not really important, but in the movie completely different. Uh, Oh, and President Ellis is a notch to Warren Ellis the writer of the three Extremis series. 
Oh, of the Extrema series. <laughs> if you don't want to read the comic book, just like go out and buy it. It is available in motion comic form. So, can you stop moving the microphone? <laughs> like I, I hear every second not of that. To touch it. <laughs> Please, <laughs> you ruined my mind. Honestly, Grant. it ruins audio. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna pick this up in the middle just, of this. You know. Hang my head in shame. <laughs> sit on sit on your other hand. Um, <laughs> so if you don't want to read the comic book, like go out and buy it. It is available in motion comic for, form. So pretty much they just animated the panels and made it a television show. It's cool. Don't worry. It's not like super duper lame unless you hate the animation of motion comics. But finally, we get to the actual important characters, a.k.a. Maya Hansen, who has really only been involved in the extremist storyline. Uh, as as is, and is with Tony throughout the whole whole ordeal. The horror deal. Horror, <laughs> very similar to what she does in the Moom movie. <laughs> Not a whole lot different there. Uh, the big difference was Aldrich Killian, Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce's character. Line. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that word. Pierce. I've never Pierce. seen it written out. Uh, Guy Pierce's character. I'm pretty sure that's not how you spell it. By the way, uh, well, whatever. I think it is. Nope. Well, it's. Uh, I was told to read this as written. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the big difference was Aldrich Killian, Guy Pierce's character. Within the first five pages of the comic book, he kills himself, but he, uh, because he gives the extremists to a bioterrorist, or a terrorist, not a bioterrorist, and he's so guilt trodden that he shoots himself, and it's that's like the setup for the whole six issue arc. A guy killed himself because he did this. Get hooked. Then there, there's the weird stuff that they did, a.k.a. Iron Patriot showing up in the show, because originally Iron Patriot is a Norman Osborn suit of armor developed by Osborn when he was the head of the Avengers for a bit. It's sort of weird that they wanted to include that. It makes sense. Rebranding makes sense. No one, own, no one has a government-owned property called War Machine. <laughs> you're, just, you're just edging for something bad to happen at that point, uh, PR-wise. But um, Iron Patriot is the Green Goblin suit, so a lot of people, when they saw the the pictures come out originally, they're all like, is Norman Osborn in this movie? What's going on, guys? And then Mandarin, which was everybody's favorite part of the movie, or why they hated the movie completely. Because he is portrayed as a terrorist, just a straight-up Middle Eastern terrorist, doesn't have the magical powers as he does in the comic books, with his ten... Uh, Malukan, Makluan. Yeah, Makluan. Makluan rings that all do different things. But he's just a terrorist. And then the bait and switch, which happens. And then you've got Trevor Slatery, British heroin addict, uh, or just drugged addict, who had plastic surgery to change his face, and now was treated like a superstar actor. Woo, I thought it was funny. Did anyone else get sore in the butt over it? <laughs> uh, no. I thought that scene was hilarious. I loved... Who is that I'm sorry, actor? Is that your ben line? Kingsley? No, it's not. You fucked it up. I, I oh, fucked it up. the first screw up. Hey. That's far from the first screw up. No, no, no. The first that misread. The first misread, That means yes. you have to take a drink. <laughs> if only. Gulp, gulp, gulp. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha! No, I thought the scene was hilarious. I loved who was that actor? Ben Kingsley. Yeah, I loved his performance. It was great. I remember hearing people being like, "That's the reason I hated the film." Get over yourself. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I thought for some dumb I for some dumb reason I ended up reading like the plot synopsis a week before the movie came out because you know it hits Wikipedia because the movie is out internationally a week early. And I was like, oh man, people are just gonna be so butthurt about this. <laughs> It's not even going to be funny. It's going to be very funny. How dare you? It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> no, I mean, the scene's going to be funny. How many people getting butt hurt is not going to be funny. They really stick closely to what Extremist does in the storyline, um, in the comic book storyline. Instead of Tony needing to get Extremist so that he can control his suit remotely and stuff like that, it's just at the beginning he injects himself with nanites. And you have that remote control, the whole timeline, and extremists is just just a bioterrorist, or I keep saying bioterrorist, just regular terrorism for the sake of terrorism. Extremist is a biological weapon, so that's... It's a virus. You're right. Okay, that's going to do the comic book section. I know that was long-winded, so moving forward, we're going to move on to the actual parts of the film, a.k.a. some music. Ooh. <laughs> Skylar, take it away. <laughs> All right, well, the score to Iron Man 3 is written by Mr. Brian Tyler, who was referenced a few episodes ago, who also wrote Thor The Dark World, uh, who before this movie, I just kind of referred to him as the Expendables dude, because that's all I really knew him for. And then this movie came out, and he delivered a score that is both the rousing action stuff and some really interesting character moments as in there is just flavors of this score that are surprising and way too fun to ignore. So starting off with the regular action stuff, we'll go to the attack on 10-8. Oh, God, what is, what is it? 10-880 Malibu Drive? Point? Something like that? Okay, we'll go to the track with a really specific title. Attack on, insert address here. Yes, which is, you might have guessed, is the scene where Tony's house goes into the water. We can take, yeah, these clips can be small little interludes. How are you feeling, guys? I'm, I'm feeling all right. I'm yeah? real embarrassed. I I'm, fucked up and said Maurer's line, uh, which was actually Ben's line, uh, which is, but, yeah. That's okay. Um, I'm feeling quiet here. I, well, I'm, also, you don't, it doesn't come until later. I'm really sad we hadn't Same watched here. Westworld until after doing this because I would have loved to have made Westworld jokes about, what's his name, Savin? Yes. The, because they make the Westworld joke in the movie. Mm -hmm. So that's a shame. All right, pick it up. Uh, interesting to note in that Tyler, much like the situation in the X-Men movies, is the third composer to tackle the Iron Man franchise, with each movie having a different composer. We heard in that track his rendition of the Iron Man theme, which pops up through the score in, in the movie. Uh, but maybe the most interesting parts are the parts that aren't necessarily the score for instance probably my favorite musical moment in the movie is the track called the mechanic where tony is without his suit but needs to infiltrate the mandarin's compound out in miami oh with his like with his hamburger helper yeah disabled glove that's right and yeah he just has to rely on his wits it's not what you expect it has sounds that harken back kind of like to the spy movies and of course since this is a movie set at christmas you can hear the jingle bells hold on there's jingle bells in the background there's jingle bells tune in listeners for some jingle bells right now <laughs> i feel like we should do something to switch it up a little it's getting a little too vanilla some some calisthenics some 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 <clears throat> well unfortunately me and ben just 
weren't talking a whole lot at this point, so you kind of. Well, no, I mean, I mean, like you know, even to mix up the lines a bit, some funny, some funny, some accents. So uh, no, no. no, I'm having I'm having enough trouble just <laughs> right. That, like reading... you guys are doing really well. If I'm... we were if we were gonna do accents, you needed to tell us that beforehand, and we needed to bring booze. <laughs> just saying, I'm or, I'm Barack Obama, and, uh, or like just inflections, and I want to. I'm inflecting. No, no, no. I mean, like, apparently, Skylar lost us. What did you drop this call, Skylar? Give us a some a signal that you hear us. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't let it happen again. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you drop our call? All right. All right. Do do what you feel. You know. I think let's uh, make it a little wackier. Well, we're maybe. just about to science, so you can go all out if you want. <laughs> oh yeah, making make... me sound ridiculous. That's totally fine. Oh, God. I ain't doing your lines. Yeah, he's doing mine. You're, me... Well, Skylar, you can go all out and making me sound ridiculous. Then yeah. That's make them sound like totally morons. okay. So are we going back now? Let's move on. And with this last track that we have queued up, it's probably one of the best in-jokes you can find because Brian Tyler is actually the composer for a reboot of Hawaii Five-0. So he makes music that harkens back to that old 70s action TV show. Action cops. Buddy cops. And as the end titles of this movie, it's a whole homage to all of the... (laughs) What? Homage. Homage. I guess it's pronounced both ways. Yeah, it's not. I've always heard homage. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Not from me. Not from, well. (laughs) Nope, I haven't heard that from (laughs) you. You're right. That word does never come up in conversation. So, and as the end titles of this movie, it's a whole homage to all the Iron Man films in like the style of old 70s action TV show. So the track Can You Dig It is kind of that spin on the Iron Man theme. And it is a question to the audience. It is. Can you really dig it? I think so. <laughs> clip, clip. Anyone during this interlude? Clip. Can I move on? Clip. No, go Ain't ahead. Nobody fresher than my motherfucking clip. <laughs> Child. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting to note that Brian Tyler will actually be the composer on the upcoming Avengers Age of Ultron. And while I didn't have a whole lot to say really on his Thor score, probably because he came in pretty late on the game, the score gave me a fair amount of hope for what's in store. Brian Tyler, we're with you. Narrator's note. That hope was misplaced. <laughs> well, well, yeah. What did he end up doing? Well, he still did Avengers Age of Age Ultron. Of, it wasn't it just greatest. wasn't that oh. good. <laughs> Moving forward, Brian Tyler, we're with you. <laughs> okay, uh, let's take it. Let's. Is that supposed to read something different? Let's take it. Let's move on. <laughs> We've got two people in the house today. We've got math and physics graduate Ben Anderson and pre med student Grant Austin, MD, pre med MD, however you want to phrase it. They're smart people, people, way smarter than us. We talk about movies. They talk about things that actually happen in the world. But now we're here for them to talk about movies. (laughs) (laughs) So take it away, gentlemen. What topic do you want to cover first? I'll let Ben go first. All right. Okay. Well, um, well, first there's the skydiving scene. Skydiving scene. Um, Plane explodes a little bit. Plane explodes. 
And Tony Stark and the Iron Man suit has to go down and rescue everybody. And what he does is he wraps them all together in a big kind of skydiving formation, which... Barrel of Monkeys, he called it. Yep. I think we're going to go try Kermit with the Frog for ten lines. <laughs> Do it. Barrel, the fro- Barrel of Monkeys, <laughs> as he describes it. And that would make fall more slowly than if they were just in, you know, falling individually because you have more... Drag? Surf- surface area, yeah. That's more drag on them. So they'd have the lower terminal velocity. So that helps. <laughs> However, um, in the very end, he has them all in a line. And then he pulls them upward and didn't actually pull out. I didn't actually pull out a stopwatch and go frame by frame to see how he's changed velocity. But they're going really fast. I can't do this anymore. It's slipping. It's slipping. I can't, it's too many words. I don't have that. I can't practice the inflections. Going really fast in one direction and then really fast in the other direction in a short amount of time period that everyone except Iron Man should have died from the intense G-forces. Died like their arms would have broken? Um, well... How would they die? Cer- certainly arms would be ripped off. Oh, okay. It would be... It would be... It would be pretty gruesome. Wouldn't that have been a fun little extra scene? And then they all would have drowned, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the other... Shoot, what was I, go- what was I going with this? <laughs> a-, a is all. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's okay. Their their arms would have uh, fallen off, and they would have drowned. Yep, yep. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, si- so since they're facing down and being pulled up, probably that's one of the worst ways for your body to accelerate. You know, if, if you're being pushed backwards and you're suffering from G-forces accelerating backwards, that's the worst kind of acceleration for your body, and your eyes would be sucked, not sucked from your sockets but your eyes would try and stay in one place while the rest of your body goes the other way oh my goodness so you're saying it's a looney tunes cartoon welcome well, ben the, their Real eyes would here. fall out of their sockets their arms would rip off they'd they'd hit the surface of the water at a um, 200 meters a second which you may as well be hitting concrete. For the American people, how fast is that? <sighs> 200 meters a second. Um, who, who knows? I can't convert. Well, it would be running down two football fields, including end zones. In a second? In a second. Oh, wow. So. That fast? Your face into water? Face down into water. Okay. Well, you're going that fast, and then you're going maybe 10 meters a second the other way in less than... I'm <laughs> 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 just trying to switch it up, gang. These these lines get a little bland. I just I feel as if... Get out your pen and papers! <laughs> this is getting intense! <laughs> <laughs> There's also something needs to be said about he used a current to grip hands. Yes, okay. Luckily, before they got their arms ripped off, at least the pen, the person not next to Iron Man would have died. Oh, from the electric shock? Because <laughs> he, what is he doing? What, what he does is he grabs onto the first person and he says, 
I'm going to electrocute you so you can't go glit go, which is fine. Current goes through out of his hand, through the other person's hand, and back into his. And that 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 makes their muscles spasm. Yeah, it makes their so, so they clench their fists. It makes their muscles seize, and they can't let go. Fine for the first person. When the second person grabs on, though, the current is not going to go through them. They're because they're they're in, insulated. You know, uh, if they were standing on the ground, the ground is basically an infinite depository of electrons. We can put in. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're blowing mind here. So you're saying the energy gets lower. I'm saying that no matter how high, no matter how much juice he's pumping through the first guy's hand, it's not gonna go to the second guy. The same amount? There's no reason for the current to go there because it can't get to uh it can't get to a lower voltage. Oh my goodness. Basically. So that's why we ground all of our electrons, so that if something goes wrong, all of the current goes into the ground instead of into our hands. Oh, so wait. You're saying that he couldn't even transfer the electricity to the second person? That's what I'm saying. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, I thought, I, I thought if, if you had contact with a person and went through... But if if you're standing, if you're standing on the ground, yeah. If you're grounded, but they're insulated. There's twenty thousand. How high do commercial airliners fly? Six miles. Thirty-six miles. Six miles. Thirty-six feet. Damn it. <laughs> 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 that was probably the hardest part is to have four overlapping lines. <laughs> that was at once. really confusing. <laughs> okay, back to it. <laughs> I'm taking requests. <laughs> oh. All right, just to get get into character here. Mm. Uh, thirty five. Yeah, so thirty five hundred, thirty five, thirty five thousand feet. By the time he grabs on, they're like twenty thousand feet. That's lightning, you know. Oh, okay. So he created lightning through a person. For them to be grounded, he'd have to be generating lightning, which is a stupid (laughs) amount of energy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what happens when the second guy grabs on is the first guy's still... His hands are still seized on. Second guy doesn't feel anything so he'd lose his grip so they'd all die separately when they hit the water <laughs> we're, we're bringing it back to the just how these people are dying they're dead they're so dead all these people um the the way you could get the second guy to seize if you're had them in a ring but they're in a line if you had them in a ring then the current would travel all the way around that's what i was thinking about yeah but that's that's if you can complete the circuit and make a loop Ooh, talking about circuits now yeah that's the thing all that current has to go somewhere so if you're, I'm, I'm on Tony Stark's left, I'm grabbing onto his left hand, and then the guy on my left is grabbing my 
my hand. And then we complete a circuit so that we can't let go. I have enough electricity to make my hand seize up going down my arm, across my chest, and out my other arm. And if you're having enough electricity pumping through you to make your hand seize up and it's going across your chest, it's enough to make your heart seize up. Oh, okay. So you're dead. Hearts are muscle too, just like everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Skylar. (laughs) (laughs) If he's electrocuting you so that you can't let go and everyone... Just just one line and that all it takes is... And we're like, no, no, you can't do that. You're all dead. That doesn't work. It's just a bad situation. It sounds for the first person that he grabbed onto, but that would, their muscles would seize and they would hold onto Iron Man and not fall off. But if, but there's no reason that the electricity would go down through the second person's hand and back. It's the path of least resistance just to take the shortest distance. <laughs> I, I don't know what. All right. All right. Let's go on to a part where it's actually theoretically cool. Like, we get it. They should have died. That happens in every movie, and we love to point it out for them. No, 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 movies. That physics was bad. (laughs) But we get it. You tried to tell a story. But the whole thing about um, him being able to control the armor with his mind, you know, just doing that little judo post thingy, is that, like, realistic technology? That's pretty realistic, actually. Um, there's a company called Puzzlebox that is mass-producing helicopters that chew can control with your mind. Little remote-controlled helicopters. I thought you meant, like, Blackhawks. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is awesome. It's an exciting future. <laughs> but but no, now I, I got lazy and laughs just means everyone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not particularly to the person before. Oh. I was running out of time, okay? I get <laughs> This it. was taking way too long. Like, pause every five <laughs> seconds. And then write, pause. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. No, just little remote control ones. And it's based off just how much you're concentrating. So it's very simple design. You just connect it to an EEG, and it's measuring how much you're concentrating, and that'll cause the helicopter to go up and move around a little bit. And if you stop concentrating on it, it'll land. So, pretty simple. But Tony Stark is like a millionaire. He's a genius. So without a doubt, like, he could upgrade this a little bit, I think. To suits of armor. Wasn't he controlling, like, all 30 at one point with his brain? Or no, he had Jarvis. He let Jarvis do it. Yeah, I just kind of assumed it was just some autopilot. <laughs> I think when he's, like, making the suits do stuff, he's mainly just being like, Jarvis, make my suit do this. So they're kind of connected to the same computer. He's not a genius. Jarvis is a genius. Yeah, but we, what you're talking about is more like he puts little chips in his arm and he makes the stuff fly to him, like... I think that's pretty realistic, at least. It's like putting an EEG in your body. I think he's probably putting little computer chips in his body that are just measuring either the moments of his arms to make certain come to him, or else they're close enough to major nerves that he's causing electrical signals to activate them. I don't know. It's pretty poorly explained, because all it does is showing him, you know... Being a genius. Yeah, a couple of injections in his arm, and he can control everything. 
because that's science. I assumed they're computer chips or oh, magnetics and accelerometers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can have 42, 43, whatever. <laughs> There's a note there that is Michael laughs laughing. I love your little stage directions. <laughs> okay. How it. <laughs> many however many iron man suits he has flying around you could do that i used to work for a company and one of these things they do was fly drones and you could control a drone pretty precisely with just gps and and your mind and an idol autopilot your mind yeah i'm not gonna fight it so that's the whole point i want to just be able to control things with my mind i want to be able to like uh record but not say it out loud just think it and then the computer starts doing it and i thought like that stuff was only in sci-fi films but now i know it's real and i'm getting super excited guys i don't know how much this helicopter costs but i really want to get one for christmas this year and then a couple years down the line the computer will just be deciding what to record because it'll know what's best for you (laughs) everybody will have their own little Jarvis. Uh, is that... Did Jew guys... I'm reading this as it's written. Did Jew guys... J-E-W. Oh my God, <laughs> fuck you. Did Jew guys want to talk more about a science topic? You guys are pretty loaded for this segment, aren't you? Let's talk about extremists and fire breathing and stuff. Um... Basically, genetic ma- manipulation make your body heal faster. Okay. Yeah, it's very similar to what they do in the new Planet of the Apes movie where they're regrowing neurons with the virus, but it's regrowing any part of your body through genetic manipulation. Okay, nothing to do with stem cells? Oh, I'd really... All right, just checking. <laughs> just checking. Although there is apparently a pocket in your brain that is empty where it goes. That's... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which sparked a big debate about, well, not really a big debate, the general poking fun at Lucy and, you know, using the concept of using 30% of your brain. Aren't we always using 100% of our brain? If you're using 30% of your brain, you're probably in a coma. (laughs) 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 And if there's a hole in your brain... You're not going to get superpowers. You're just going to have brain damage literally. But extremis and what it can do, it it just it just it pretty much recodes you genetically so that you heal faster. Yeah, it's a healing factor through genetic manipulation induced by a virus uh, apparently um, which Okay, a lot of big words there. The use viruses he deliver genetic material. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the same thing that HIV does a little bit to yourselves. So, like, even in nature, you find things like inserting their own DNA into your DNA to make it benefit them. So it's just benefiting us now. Okay, all right, but then that leads to breathing fire, right? That's the next step. After you can heal your body, you can start breathing fire. 
To me, that was BS, but I'm not quite sure. Okay. So, I, I, I can force, I can kind of force a theory to make the extremists make sense a little bit. That's why you're here, Ben. Okay. So, like, when you have an infection, you get a fever, because when your body temperature's high, it's easier for your body to fight off the infection, right? Chemical reactions go better at higher temperatures. So, you know, basic chemistry. Sure, sure. And then when it gets too hot, you start causing damage. So that's why fevers are bad after a certain point. Yeah, that's why... That's why extremists make you go tingly red hot because what there's the scene where some guy gets punched in the ribs or some girl, I don't know, but you can see it in the glowing as the ribs mend back together and then after it's done, it stops. So the heat from the extremists could just be the body giving off heat as it's repairing itself. Problem is, so the body's glowing red hot or sometimes we see it glowing yellow and white hot. Uh, so it's it, the order of thousands of degrees Fahrenheit just because of black body radiation. If you heat anything up hot enough, it will, it'll start to glow different colors. And that's how we tell how hot stars are. So you, you, you can tell the temperature of a star by what color it is. It's not, it's a normal star. Uh, if, it, if, if it's a normal star. If it's a weird start, then it doesn't work well. So then we move the heat to our mouths and start breathing it. So I want to breathe fire, guys. Get me there. So 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 yes. In the scene where Killian breathes fire, what's he doing is he's causing enough internal damage that it's hot enough for some gas to combust. Probably methane. So he's farting backwards. Which would cause a lot of internal damage. And if your body heals it efficiently enough, it gives off a lot of heat. So if we could accept that extremists actually can cause these amounts of heat, like these glowing yellow, glowing white, hot amounts of heat, thousands of degrees Fahrenheit, then yeah, breathing fire is totally plausible. What? Awesome! My only problem with that theory is that your body is already kind of directed one way. Like, it's really hard for stuff to come out your bowels back the other way. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. That's my only problem with your whole farting backwards Enough theory. of the fart talk. We're done with science at that point. I heard farting backwards, and now we're cutting you off. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. And scene. All right, let's reflect. Um, how did that go, gentlemen? Uh, ben, what did you think about the part of... You sort of just centered it all, I think. You were the straight man. I, I, I played the... Well, <laughs> I played the straight man. Yeah, it's for true. I was like... Please, I'm, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> what was I saying? Yeah, I, I, I pretty much did not, inf- like... I emoted, but I did not accent. It's true. It's true. Um. Grant, did you, you know, I know it's like the beginning of the lines, you weren't 100% know what you're doing. Got a little vanilla. I have a, a much higher respect for actors now, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to listen to this and be like, everything I, like, every time I try to do something different, it's just fucking stupid. <laughs> I, half of that was me too, and I felt like some of it was winners and some of it was just not, not going through. Skylar, way to work with what you had. Beautiful. <laughs> it, uh, few and far between allows for. <laughs> a little more improvisation. 
Well, I'm sorry, just with the, yeah, it, <laughs> the, the grant lines. <laughs> well, sorry I don't talk very much. <laughs> it's okay, you gave me gold. You gave me gold. <laughs> uh, as, as far as, like, the, the structure of the show and, like, how we do it, I think it's a lot better now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're reflecting on sort of Iron Man 3. I mean, we some of us re-listened to the show before coming, or the Iron Man 3 episode. Yes, that's high five to Ben and myself. Mm. Uh, fuck you all. Uh, and just as in small preparation, preparation, small preparation for preparation. this uh, little play that we did for you tonight. Um, oh my god, it's almost an hour long. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so much editing. You know, it's a fun 100th episode, gang. 100 episodes. Would you have believed that we would have gotten to 100 episodes? Based on the first nine? No. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. It's like the Y2K for well, the show. Especially after uh, everyone is like moved and stuff and doesn't live near each other. It's even more impressive that it's kept going. Yeah. There was a trend in the phantom zone. <laughs> <laughs> you very much are in like a little radio box. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, there was the whole year I was in Illinois. Ben was still here and Skyler was in the cities. So that separated us. Um, and then Grant was in been Kentucky. in Kentucky the yeah, whole time. Kentucky the whole time. But, you know, during these sort of winter breaks where we all sort of come back to our hometown, visit with the family and find schedule a time to meet up and do a show like this. Uh, <laughs> it's honestly been really special, guys. I really appreciate all the hard work you guys have gone through. Um, you know, scheduling, making time for this, and you know, bringing a show every week. So even if well, who gives a shit who's listening to it, it's just been a fun week get together at the very least. Aww. <laughs> and thank you for putting in all the actual work. <laughs> the actual work, but yeah. actually though, <laughs> but actually for like. That whole six-ish hours like, of transcribing, that was all oh hour. None of us typed a word. Yep. <laughs> nope. That and w- really only like three typos. Yeah. Uh, that weren't like that, on purpose for right. phonetic emphasis. Mm-hmm. Like only like three typos where it's like, okay, that's not what we actually said. Because all the like terrible grammar for my lines, air quotes around that because I forget who was saying them. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Michael's giving me a look because he said you're lying. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Are we not oh. in the same room? Are we? Am I? Have I been burned? We did this literally two minutes ago. <sighs> How did? I mean, were the accents okay? Are we? I feel as we'll it, find out when we listen to this. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Next, next, whenever this drops. Ah, uh, what's? I dug the Kermit. The Kermit was the Kermit was good. really good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I was a big fan of the emphasized Kermit when I just you know took it to the next level and was it wasn't really Kermit, but it was still in that field. Yeah, when it came back, because that was just like if I move accents around too much, nobody's gonna know who the fuck like I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I mean. It would just be too confusing. <laughs> That's why there was coughs to transition. Right, <laughs> I picked up on that. <laughs> Little, little bit of. <laughs> this is not me trying to get an acting career. This is just me having fun. <laughs> we'll talk. Are let's you continue on the high of you know one hundred episodes? One hundred episodes. You know how this all started was just I went into Skyler's office, <laughs> reporter. When I had an office. Yes, when you had an office, reporter, editor, and I was the news editor of the radio station here on campus. Uh, and I was like, dude, we should do something fun. 
brainstorming different podcast ideas, and then eventually we landed on what was. Uh, you caught, if you listen to our one year anniversary, we played clips of the first episode, which you shouldn't listen to seriously. About uh, <laughs> I sma- I slammed that first episode. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it's the ring of podcast episodes. Ugh, I freaking hate it. Uh, I think everyone hates their first episode. I hate like our first ten episodes, honestly. Uh, even Iron Man three, I hate it. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I was about to back you up. Oh yeah, not a big fan of what you were saying. Did, well, would you guys? When you listen to it, were you like, "Oh fuck"? When I listened, not... when I listened to someone else read the things I've said, <laughs> it's very uncanny because I'm like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> <laughs> You were reading them sort of like me. Is that's what was? I don't know if you were trying. I was my lines. not. Oh, I, th- I think I just have like your voice in my head because I go back and I re-listen to all, most uh, of our episodes. Yeah. So when I read things that you've said, it ends up sounding like you because yeah, subconsciously that's what goes down. I like. I honestly liked hearing my stuff read, just because I hate hearing myself read anything. So. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was a very strange experience. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, definitely pointed out how little I spoke, especially in the first few episodes. Yeah, well, I mean, people were pretty unsure. We were pretty inexperienced when it came to talking in front of. We're still pretty pretty inexperienced when it came to talking in front of microphones. Uh, but now that we're sort of in our comfort zone of formula, that was also the first time we'd introduced the science segment. No, Captain America was. But this is the um, the first time we really had like the crew together that would we would build chemistry from there. It was before I like I really uh, knew Ben at all. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, and like I just like oh Ben, I remember you from high school. Your brother Ooh. was Jordan, and I was like I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you went along with this anyway. And now we're neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that weird? <laughs> Two years later. Yeah, I fed. No, I didn't. Did I feed Barry? Probably. Fed hand Barry. fed him. You hand yeah, fed him. Yeah, okay. Barry was I, a foster dog. Your dog ate out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I had... Freezing. That doesn't You sat on my work. lap once. Ah, okay. I had your bitch on my dick. Boy, <laughs> hey. oh, Barry was a dude. Barry was a dude. He had giant <laughs> balls. <laughs> His balls were so huge. Bef- Before he got neutered, you would just be like, he'd lay on his belly to be scratched, and you'd be like, whoa! <laughs> Put those away. You're gonna knock down a building with that shit. A balding. <laughs> it's like that South Park episode where they just use them as like little bouncy balls. And that is the nature of podcast. We went from getting warm and fuzzy about a hundred episodes recorded to talking about a dog's balls in South Park. Uh, no, nah, just the dog's balls. Just the dog's balls. <laughs> All right. I think that'll wrap it up, gang. I thought. I hope if you've been a fan that you've enjoyed. Uh, our little put together, our little fun little exercise. Frankly, a little self indulgent. Very, very self indulgent. Yeah. Well, I think the one it's it's our anniversary. Yeah, it's due to be self indulgent. Everything else isn't supposed to be. Remember, if you want to get involved and if you want to be on the show, if you want to sort of share moments like this with us, you can always contact us via Twitter at Super M Studies. We've changed our name from Super Movie Club back in the day to now Super Movie Studies. Um, does someone want to talk about iTunes? You can subscribe to us there if you want. You can also drop a rating and a review. The reviews are especially huge in helping you know, the algorithm decide that other people should listen to our shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it helps people find the show. Um, 
and and that's what we want. I mean, we want to have fun doing this, but we also want other people to have fun listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so hit up our iTunes. There's some good stuff there. You can subscribe if you don't like iTunes, like me. Uh, you can subscribe basically anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, the I recently updated our RSS feed so that now all of our episodes are available on iTunes. Oh, perfect. All of them. Before it was just the, the most recent 75. I've gone into the settings and updated it to the most recent 200. Okay. Uh, at some point, iTunes puts restrictions on you and doesn't tell you. So right now, all, all 100 should be available. Woo! Excellent. Uh, and that's really it. I mean, we're going to work on trying to developing a platform this year. This year's goals include a platform that sticks. So we Mm. had the Facebook page, dropped it. We had the subreddit, dropped it. We had the website. Which was more of a WAB site. (laughs) Dropped it. Because it was very complicated and time-consuming for not getting paid. And I was working way too much in Illinois to even fathom trying to take care of that. If I was still in college, maybe. (laughs) If I still had the free time I did in college. Um, So that's basically it. We're going to sell Twitter out, Twitter Tom, baby. though, still going strong. Twitter Tom! Twitter, Twitter's still pretty good. Yeah, been around with us. Uh, we're going to have to have to do, like, a special Twitter Tom-only episode. You know what I mean? <gasps> Twitter Tom-only. Like, Twitter Tom-versary. You know, just, like, read the best Twitter Tom tweets and have Twitter Tom here and show some Twitter Tom clips. Uh, I think we, we <laughs> show Twitter Tom love, but it's never enough. It's never enough. For our, never like, enough. quite literally, probably our number one fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's at this point he's past fan for being a guest panel member so many times. Yeah, I mean, if, if you've been on the show three times, you're no longer a fan. You're part of the group. Well, plus he I runs Twitter. I think he's definitely around. Around. Yeah, <laughs> true. Very I think true. He's earned us standing around a circle, cutting our hands and bleeding into a uh, image of Twitter Tom <laughs> in, in his name. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's a late what, night. Is that a little dark? It's a, a, little, it's a little bit of a different direction there, I'm gonna, Skyler. Uh, that'll, no, that's a good note. I liked that. Um, I'll put that on the list of goals for this year. Uh, <laughs> Sacrifice a yeah. goat to Twitter Tom. <laughs> to Twitter Tom. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. uh, all right. So thank you all for listening. Uh, may we make 100 more. Uh, happy New Year. And best of luck. Have a super week. Remember, God made you special and he loves you very much. Bye. <laughs> 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 if you get down on me, I'll get down on you.